Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Ivy and Bean, bound to be bad book five. Ivy and Bean, bound to be bad book five. Your turn. Ivy and Bean, bound to be bad book five. Yes, Queen. Okay, so I'm Jenna, that's Peyton, and we have our special guest, Hi. And we're reading book five, Ivy and Bean, bound to be bad. Do we want to talk about, very quickly, what we looked at tonight? Baby horse! Baby horses! I think we're going to name it Max. Yeah? Max! Okay, but I also like the name... Max! We all like the name Max, but I like the name... Max! Peyton, stop. I like the name Finn. Max. Short for Finnegan. No, my uncle's name is Flynn. Yeah, but not Finn. And it goes with Callahan, and it's just so cute. No. We want to know what you think. Max. Well, I like both. Okay. Same. Yeah, they're so cute. Okay. Oh. Book five. Are you guys Rhett to the Rhett Rhett? Mm-hmm. Are you Rhett to the Rhett Rhett? Only if we name the horse at Max. Well, I don't know. We have to, or I'll kill you in your dreams. Oh, God. That is dark, girl. Mm-mm. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. For the 20th time, Ivy and Bean, book five, bound to be bad. Oh, Mo- I mean, Peyton's already yawning, so, like. No, I'm not. I thought you just yawned. No, oh, you okay. did. Oh, well, I know I did. I'm yawning this whole time. That's my thing. Okay, ready? Chapter, Pain in the Kazoo. Do you guys know what a kazoo is? No. No. I guess like a kaput or katush, tushy is a booty. But I think kazoo is like pain in the booty. Pain in the butt. Yep. Check. Bean's mom was reading the paper. Check. Bean's dad was reading the paper. Check. Nancy was reading the funnies. Bean picked up her plate and licked the streaks of leftover syrup. Bean's licking her plate, said Nancy. Stop it, Bean, said Bean's mom without even looking up from the paper. What's wrong with licking your plate? Well, I don't know. According to Angron, nothing. He loves looking at his plate. He said his mom used to always say, stop it. I mean, it is kind of gross to watch. I just have to say myself. Then don't watch. It's hard not to when you're sitting and it's just happening in front of you. It's so offensive. Okay. Bean sat on her hands and stared at the plate with her lips shut tight. Then, suddenly, her tongue shot out of her mouth and her head swooped into the plate. I can't help it, she said, licking. There's a magnetic force pulling my tongue out of my mouth. Bean's family looked at her like she was a bug. An ugly bug. That's disgusting, said Nancy. Bean, please, said her mother. Cut it out, said her father. I can't, slurped Bean. The force is too strong. Her father took the plate away. Bean slumped against the back of her chair. Thanks, dude, I owe you one. Don't call me dude, said her dad. Go to the dishes. What? It's Nancy's turn, yelped Bean. It was Nancy's turn until you licked your plate. Now it's your turn. That is totally unfair, huffed Bean. I couldn't help it. Haven't you ever heard of forces beyond your control? 
Yes, I have, said her father. Forces beyond your control are going to make you do the dishes. What am I, Cinder Bean, said, said Bean. What about my rights? Slowly, her dad lowered his newspaper and looked at her. Think about whether you're making a good choice or a bad choice, Bean. There was a pause. I guess I'll go do the dishes. Bean clumped into the kitchen. Bean, you didn't see my pink yarn, did you? Oops. Bean tried to roll behind the couch, but Nancy saw her. Bean, do you have my pink yarn? No, said Bean. That was true. She didn't have it. She would never have it again. Nancy looked at her slitty-eyed. Do you know where it is? No. Who knew where it was by now? Nancy's eyes got even slittier. Have you seen it recently? Recently? Mom, Bean took my yarn. Before she knew it, Bean was having a look around the room for her money. She changed hiding places so often that it was hard to remember where exactly she kept it. She had to give Nancy $7 to buy a new yarn. $7. Now she only had $2 and some coins left. And the yarn hadn't even worked. Bean had fallen out of the tree anyways. Bean's mom was under her desk. She was doing something with wires. And Bean could tell she wasn't having much fun. <sighs> wasn't having much fun because she kept saying, Oh, for crying out loud, geez, oh, Pete. Hi, Mom, said Bean at the crack between the desk and the wall. <clears throat> um, oh, hi, said her mom. Hold on to this cord for a sec, will you? She shoved a black wire through the crack. Bean didn't take it. Only if you pay me. What? Only if you pay me. There was a silence. Then Bean's mom began to back out from under the desk. Bean started to have a bad feeling. Sorry, she said quickly. I'll hold the cord, I'll hold the cord for free. But now her mom was all the way out. Now she was standing. Now she was glare. Now she was glaring. Did I hear you say that you would help me only if I paid you? She asked. Uh, it was a joke, said Bean. Just kidding. Ha 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 ha. Her mom was still glaring. What do you think I'm thinking, Bean? Bean sighed. Uh, I think you're thinking I'm a pain in the kazoo. Right. So what might be a good thing for you to do? Bean thought. Eat only bread and water for a week. Try again, said her mom. Give you and dad and Nancy each a big wet kiss? Her mother coughed. Maybe later. Try again. Go outside and play? Bingo. Chapter Tough Cookies. Bean flopped down on her front steps. Yikes! Even though it was still morning, the wood was already hot from the sun. Bean's head was sweating under her hair. She wished she hadn't popped her blow-up pool. Oh, she wished she hadn't popped her blow-up pool. Oh, look, Peyton. She was doing, um, what is that thing called, Pepe? Mm -hmm. what, what's that thing called? I don't remember either. Shoot, me either. Blow-up pool. No, the thing she's jumping on. Um, crippling? No. I gotta ask Molly, because she asked for one for Christmas one year and got it, and it, she loved it. Okay, well, anyways. Okay. Um, she wished that she hadn't popped her blow-up pool. Her mom had said that jumping around in a blow-up pool... Oh, pogo. Pogo stick. Oh. In a swimming pool on a pogo stick would pop it. Bean had said it wouldn't. Her mom had been right. Bean had been wrong. She's not making me, said Katie. I like this dress because they're twins. She pointed at the doll. It was true. Wait a minute, did I just skip a page? 
Hold on. Yes, yes, I did. Okay, let's go back. Hold on. Rewind. Record scratch. Good thing I forgot about what you said. Yeah, good. Her mom had been right. Bean had been wrong. Correct, Paige. Bean rested her chin on her hands and thought about that. She had popped her blow-up pool. She had been dis she had been a disgusting bug at breakfast. She had used up Nancy's yarn, and she had made her mom mad. What if I am a pain in the kazoo, she thought. What if that's just how I am? What if I'm worse than all the other people in the world? Bean jumped up. She wanted to play with someone right this minute. She looked around Pancake Court. Most everyone was still inside, but there was one kid out. It was Katie, who was six years old and lived, whew, whew, lived on the other side of Pancake Court. She was walking along, pushing a little pink doll stroller in front of her. Hiya, Katie, called Bean. You want to play? Katie stopped in front of Bean's house. She looked at Bean. I don't think so. Why not? asked Bean. I have to stay clean. Katie was very clean. Her pink dress was clean. Her white sandals were clean. How come? Bean asked. We're going out for dinner tonight, said Katie. Your mom's making you wear fancy stuff today? Or fancy stuff all day? Bean's mom would never try that. She's not making me, said Katie. I like this dress because we're twins. She pointed to the doll. It was true. The doll and Katie were wearing the same pink dress. Katie thought for a minute. Oh, Bean felt big and dirty again. We could play a clean game, Katie thought for a minute. House? Bean hated house. What about starving orphan? Katie folded her arms. House. Boy, Katie was a tough cookie. Fine. House. Katie Katie was the mother and her doll was the older sister and Bean was the baby. Katie was making cookies. The doll was doing her homework. And now you eat all the cookie dough and I give you a timeout, Katie said to Bean. Fine, said Bean. Bean lunged towards Katie and snatched the imaginary bowl of dough. Give me that, she hollered, and she threw herself under the Camilla bush and gobbled it up. Oh, you're a bad girl, scolded Katie. You get a timeout. Now I'm barfing on your shoes because I ate that cookie dough, said Bean, crawling towards Katie. Blech. Ew, no, squealed Katie, jumping back. Okay, said Bean. I'm barfing on my sister's homework. Katie grabbed the doll. That's gross, Bean. I don't want to play like that. Okay, let's say I have to go to the hospital to get my stomach pumped. Bean made a sound like a siren. How does the siren sound? <laughs> Katie looked down at Bean. No, she said firmly. You're not doing any of that. You're on a timeout. Bean looked up at Katie. Uh, this game is too much like life. When she and Ivy played house, the house, the house burned down. Bean wished they were playing with Ivy. All right, I'm in a timeout. See you later. She got up and started towards the sidewalk. Where are you going? Asked Katie. Ivy's, my timeout's at Ivy's, said Bean. Bye. Chapter Bird Brains. Ivy! Bean shouted to Ivy's male slot. Yoo-hoo! Hello, Bean, said Ivy's mom, opening up the front door. Care for sliced cucumbers? She was holding a plate of them. Bean wanted to say, are you nuts? But she knew that that wasn't polite. Uh, no, thank you, she said. Is Ivy home? She's out in the yard, said Ivy's mom. Go on back. Do you like cucumbers? No. 
being walked down the path besides I beside Ivy's house and opened the gate that led to the backyard. Ivy's nurse didn't have a trampoline like Bean's, but it did have big rocks and perfectly round puddle that Ivy called a pond, even though she had to fill it with the hose. Ivy was standing in the middle of the long, weedy grass. Her arms were raised to the sky and she had a big smile on her face. <sighs> Are you trying to fly, called Bean? Ivy turned to Bean and smiled even bigger, but she didn't move. Hi, she whispered. Wave your arms, advised Bean. Ivy smiled so hard her eyeballs bulged out. What the heck are you doing, Bean asked. I'm trying to be good, whispered Ivy. What, yelled Bean. She wadded through the weedy grass. I'm trying to be good, Ivy whispered. Why do you have to be quiet about it? Now Bean was whispering too. Because I don't want to scare the birds away. I'm trying to be so good that the birds land on my fingers and wolves come out of the woods and follow me down the street, Ivy explained. Bean started, or Bean stared. Why would being good make birds land on your fingers and wolves do whatever you said, whatever you just said? I found out about it yesterday. If you're super good and pure of heart, animals think that you're one of them and they love you and follow you around. Ivy's arms were trembling. She must have been holding them up for a while. Are you sure about this? asked Bean. Positive. I saw it in a picture. There's this guy with flying birds all around him and a wolf licking his foot. And my mom said that this guy was so good that wild beasts talked to him and birds swarmed after him. I don't get it. Why did the birds swarm after him? Because his heart was so pure and kind and they saw what he, that he was the same as an animal on the inside and they loved him, Ivy said. Bean thought about it. Like Snow White, you mean? Hadn't the birds helped Snow White make a pie? Ivy made a face. Snow White wasn't good. She was a goon ball. Everyone knows you're not supposed to eat stuff you get from strangers. But the birds liked her, said Bean. Maybe the birds felt sorry for her, but they didn't think she was one of them, said Ivy. Anyways, I don't want to be like Snow White. I want to be like the guy in the picture. I want a wolf to be to follow me because I'm pure of heart. A wolf. Bean pictured a shaggy wolf walking beside her while a bird rest on her shoulder. Her mom and dad would be scared half to death, but Bean would say, the wolf won't hurt you, he's my friend. The wolf and Bean would give each other long, understanding looks. And then Bean's mom and dad would feel rotten because they hadn't realized that Bean was so pure of heart. They had thought she was a pain. Bean smiled at Ivy. A wolf would be pretty cool. Yeah, Ivy smiled dreamily. We could share him, said Bean. Sure we could, said Ivy. That's what good people do. They share. He doesn't even lick my foot, she said Bean. It's fine. He just follows me around. I know, said Ivy. Me too. She raised her arm again. But I'm starting with the birds. I think that they'll be easier to get than a wolf. You know, she whispered. They're not so smart. She looked up and smiled at the sky. La la la, she sang sweet. I didn't see any birds, said Bean, glancing up. Me either, said Ivy. Maybe they're hiding in the trees. Bean watched her for another moment. I like birds too, she said in a loud voice. <sighs> Almost as much as I like wolves. She held her hands up. How do you do it? What? Be so good that a bird lands on you. You can't think about yourself. You have to think of nice thoughts about other people, said Ivy. Bean concentrated. She thought, I love you, mom. I love you, dad. 
even though you're, it's totally unfair, she thought of Nancy. Oh, I guess I love you too, Nancy. Then she thought of Nancy saying, seven-year-olds aren't allowed to go to horse camp, so ha. <gasps> um, actually, seven-year-olds are allowed to go to horse camp, huh, Peyton? Peyton! Oh my god, she's already ditched us. <laughs> Hello, she missed the coolest part, because you guys are literally going to horse camp this week, and she's seven. And isn't, isn't it past Bean's bedtime, Mom? Stupid Nancy, I hope you fall off a horse. Oops boy. This is harder than it looks, she said to Ivy. I can think nice things about my mom and dad, but that's it. Oh, your mom and dad are, are too easy. You aren't good enough if you just think nice thoughts about your mom and dad. If, oh, you're not good enough if you just think good things about your mom and dad. You have to think nice th thoughts about mean people. Holy moly, I can't even think nice thoughts about Nancy, and she's my sister. I'm thinking nice thoughts about a crummy mat. Ivy announced. No way, said Bean. Crummy Matt was always the meanest kid Bean knew. He was so mean, he told the little kids that chocolate milk was brown because he had it had poop in it. He was so mean that he kicked kickballs on the school roof on purpose so no one else could play with them. He was so mean that he threw rocks at his cat. What the? This kid needs to be punished. Uh-oh, said Ivy proudly. I am... There's nothing nice to think about crummy Matt, said Bean. I'm thinking that I hope he stops being crummy, said Ivy. Hey, it's working. A little brown bird was hopping near Ivy's pond. Boing, boing, boing. Ivy held her breath. Here, birdie, squeaked Bean. The bird flew away. Ivy said, now I have to start all over again. Oh, sorry, said Bean. Ivy smiled pure of heart, in a pure of heart kind of way to Bean. Now I'm thinking nice thoughts about you, she said. Bean did not like the sound of that. Chapter Crummy Plan. Bean could not think of one more nice thought that she had thought something nice about every single kid in her class. She had wished there were peace on earth and no more litter, that she would make animals happy, and that everyone had plenty to eat and only things they liked. Not one bird had come anywhere near her. There was like sweat dripping from under her hair. Plus, her arms ached. Shoot, said Bean, dropping her arms. How long before the wolves licked that guy's feet and started to follow him home? Ivy dropped her arms. Oh, I think I'm, I think it only took him a few minutes, but we're just beginners. He was an expert. The mayor called him out especially to talk to the wolf because the wolf had been eating up the townspeople. In the picture, there were all of these arms lying, arms and legs lying around. But the good guy and the wolf had had a talk, and the next thing you know, the wolf licks his foot and only eats vegetables. Arms and legs rain or lying around us being gross, but interesting. Yeah, said Ivy. He was really bad wolf until they got that good guy. Bean pictured herself patting the wolf's shaggy head. He was trotting alongside her with the wolf and his claws by clicking the other side. Grateful townspeople waved. <clears throat> I bet the people were pretty glad that not to be eaten, too, he, she said. Hey, said Ivy. He was smiling a real smile, not thinking about nice thoughts smile. What if we did something like that? What, put fake arm and leg around us, says Bean? No, not that, said Ivy. I mean, turning evil into good. What if we took a bad person and turned him into a good person? 
Wouldn't it be almost like getting a wolf to stop eating people? Yeah, said Bean. That would mean that we were so good that we can infect other people with our goodness. She could almost feel the goodness oozing out of her. That is a great idea. Who should who should we gooden up, Nancy? Who should we gooden up, Nancy? No, Ivy said firmly. Crummy Matt. Bean stared at Ivy. Are you bonkers? He's going to squash us like bugs. Crummy Matt was ten years old. He bragged when he was three his mother had to take him to the doctors because she was worried he was a giant. The doctor said that Crummy Matt wasn't a giant. He was just big. Crummy Matt said that he was the biggest ten-year-old in the country. He said that <clears throat> a bigger ten-year-old in China and that there was only one reason that he wasn't the biggest ten-year-old in the world. No, he wouldn't, said Ivy, because we're going to change him into a good person. How are we going to do that? Ivy looked around to find an answer in the grass. I don't know, she said. After a moment, maybe just, I don't know, she said after a moment. Maybe just look around us. Maybe just looking at us will make him nice. That's what happened with the wall. Neither of them moved. We probably need a snack first, said Ivy. They each had some banana chips. Then Bean had some milk. She spilled quite a bit, a lot of it. So they wiped it up. Then Ivy had to go to the bathroom. Then Bean had to go too. When Bean came out of the bathroom, Ivy was smiling her pure thoughts smile. Come on, she said through her smiling teeth. Let's get going. Bean nodded and they walked towards the living room. Ivy's mom was lying on the couch with cucumbers all over her face. By now, Bean was not not so good she didn't by now, Bean was so good she didn't even laugh. Bye, mom, said Ivy. Love you. Ivy's mom looked at her lifted her head a little. A cucumber fell on the floor. What? I love you. Where are you going? It sounds like you're leaving forever, said Abby's mom. More cucumbers fell off of her. We're going over to Matt's, said Ivy. You are? I thought you didn't like him, said Ivy's mom. Sure, I like him, said Ivy. I love everybody. You do? Ivy's mom sounded surprised. Yes, I do, said Ivy. That's it's no good saying it inside, Bean pointed out. The birds can't hear you. Birds, Ivy's mom said. What birds? We might have a bunch of birds coming to visit, Ivy explained. And something else too, said Bean. Something with lots of teeth, but don't worry. Ivy's mom looked from Bean to Ivy. Worry? Me? Never. She picked up her cucumbers. Hey, is that it? There's no period. She picked up her cucumbers. Okay, I think there might be something missing there. Chapter, a good, bad idea. As it turned out, Ivy and Bean didn't have to go to Crummy Matt's house because Crummy Matt was already out on the sidewalk, surrounded by kids. There was his little brother, Dino, who was eight. There was Sophie W and Sophie S and Liana, who was Katie's older sister. Katie was sitting on a paper bag of that... Sophie S's lawn, and then there was Crummy Matt's rat, Blister. Poor Blister. He wasn't very old, but he was tired anyways. He was tired because Crummy Matt was always making him do tricks. Ivy and Bean walked towards the group when they got closer. They heard Liana say, Matt, that's really mean. Put him down. He likes it, said Crummy Matt. No, he doesn't, Dino said. He hates it. Shut up, said Crummy Matt. You don't know. He held Blister by the tail, dangling him over the sidewalk. Blister twisted and squeaked. He hated it. Boy, he is crummy, said Bean softly. 
but Ivy was already speeding down the sidewalk. Matt, she cried, don't do, don't be cruel. Put that poor thing down. Crummy Matt looked up surprised. Ivy had never talked to him before. What? He swung blister a little. Ivy clapped her hands together. Matt, I beg you, put him down. You're harming an innocent creature. Then Sophie's, the Sophie's, Liana and Katie looked over, hopeful. Even Blister looked over, hopeful. Dino didn't. Nobody asked your stupid opinion, said Crummy Matt, so shut up. Ivy and Bean glanced at each other. It didn't seem like Ivy's goodness was doing much to Crummy Matt. In fact, it seemed like Ivy's goodness was making him mad. Bean thought maybe it was time to leave. Ivy took a breath. Matt, you're a really horrible person, but you could change. If you put Blister down, I'll be your friend forever. Bean got ready to run. Crummy Matt carefully put Blister in his shirt pocket. Ivy smiled purely. Crummy Matt reached out and pulls, pulled Ivy's sparkly headband off her head. Who says I want to be your friend? And he threw the headband into the street. Then turned around and went into his house. Ivy was thinking about all of the living creatures, even disgusting creatures like sea worms. Then a hummingbird whizzed past her head. It was beautiful. Ivy pictured the shimmering creature on her shoulder like a little jewel and held her breath. Careful, don't move. I think I like hummingbirds. Vroom, she, she murmured. What? Aw, murmur. Oh, you're asleep, but I have to finish. Okay. What, said Bean? Ivy shook her head. Shh, Bean. The hummingbird darted from flower to flower. Come on, look at me, Ivy thought. See how good I am? Hummingbird came to stop on a stem and turned back around to look thoughtfully. Are you awake? You are awake? Yeah. Do you know who Ann... Uh. Do you know who... <laughs> okay. Uh, it was... It was... Ivy was discouraged. Um... Ivy was discouraged and the hummingbird hadn't even noticed her pure heart. Her headband was still in the street and was probably going to get run over. Bean had the other kids, uh, uh, Bean had told the other kids about the bird and wolf and now Sophie W and Sophie S and Liana were lined up on the curb across pancake courts staring at Ivy. Did you, do you know who Maya Angelou is? Her favorite word was murmur. She thought it was a really pretty word. <laughs> You're sleeping, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. <laughs> you want me to finish the book? Mm -hmm. I'm going to finish this chapter then, okay? Mm -hmm. Actually, I have to go halfway. Um, Katie was there, too, sitting in a paper bag staring. It was distracting. Bean was distracting, too. She was standing beside Ivy on a lawn, and she was supposed to be holding up her arms for the birds, but she kept on bending her legs down to scratch her knee. No bird in its right mind was ever going to land on Ivy's finger because Bean kept scratching like that. Stop scratching, whispered Ivy. I've got mosquito bites, explained Bean. Want to see? No, said Ivy. She dropped her arms and looked at Bean. Look, Bean, I'm sorry, but you don't. I don't think you're concentrating hard enough to get a bird. Hey, Bean felt herself turn red. I'm concentrating. I'm just itchy. I don't think you're loving. I don't think you're thinking loving thoughts. I think you're thinking about how itchy you are. Hey, I can't help it if I'm itchy, and if you're so good, you should be feeling sorry for me because I'm itchy, said Bean. I do feel sorry for you, said Ivy, but you're not supposed to feel sorry for yourself. You're not supposed to be thinking about yourself at all. You're supposed to, you're going to ruin a chance to have birds and wolves, and you're weakening on my goodness. I am not, yelled Bean. 
I'm just as good as you are, and I'm not thinking about myself. I'm thinking loving thoughts. She glanced around Ivy's yard and spotted a ladybug on a leaf. See? Look at this ladybug. She she wasn't there a minute ago. She's following me, being kneeled down beside the leaf. She was eye to eye with the ladybug. The ladybug froze. Bean tipped her head like she was listening. She nodded. The ladybug says she can feel how pure of heart I am. She did not, said Ivy. How do you know, Bean yelped. Your heart isn't so pure. That's why this ladybug is here. Bean jabbed a finger towards the leaf. Oops, Bean had jabbed it too hard and the ladybug had fallen off the leaf and dropped to the ground. Sorry, little ladybug, whispered Bean. Hurrying to the ladybug right to right side it right side it up. The ladybug scuttled away as fast as it could. Bean thumped down on the grass. I saved her life. That was good. But you knocked her over first, said Ivy. Dumb bug, Bean scowled. Ivy looked at her. Wait a minute, she said. What? What? I'm getting an idea. Geez, I hope it's more fun than being good, said Bean grumpily. Way more fun. Well, what is it? asked Bean. Being bad. All right. They ditched me. They're asleep. Okay.